This is the Scoop for Thursday. I'm Lisa Marzilli with the WMNF News Headlines. Fierce fighting between Israeli forces and Palestinian fighters is being reported in northern Gaza and Gaza City as the bombardment of the occupied territory intensifies. Gaza officials say 195 have been killed and 120 are missing in Israel's bombing of the Jabalia refugee camp, which the U.N. called disproportionate attacks that could amount to war crimes. Meanwhile, a new survey shows most Americans support providing military aid to Israel, but oppose committing American troops to fight directly against Hamas. WMNF's Chris Young reports on this and other findings from a new University of South Florida survey released a week before the GOP presidential debate comes to Miami. The survey measured attitudes from Americans regarding violence in the Middle East, the war in Ukraine, and more. Stephen Neely is an associate professor in the School of Public Affairs at the University of South Florida. We see a majority in all in both major parties and among independents who support providing military aid in the form of weapons and ammunition to Israel in the fight against Hamas. But we, we do not see that extend to the idea of committing American troops to the conflict. A majority in both parties also support the United States providing humanitarian aid to Palestinians affected by the conflict. I think that Americans are seeing the distinction between Palestine and Hamas. Um, and and, and that's, that's an important point, I think, to, to understanding and addressing the conflict from the American perspective. They also surveyed Americans about aid to Ukraine. Neely noticed shifting attitudes in the Republican Party. Ukraine's a really interesting issue right now. We continue to see strong support among Democrats and for the most part among independents for continued aid to Ukraine. But we're starting to see a bit more of a fracture within the Republican Party itself. So Republicans are a little less likely now to view the investment America has made in Ukraine as being worth the cost. The survey results come as Republican presidential contenders gear up to debate in Miami on November 8th. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. Meanwhile, Ben Thomas reports President Biden has called for a humanitarian pause in the conflict. The president was speaking to a room full of supporters at a re-election fundraiser in Minneapolis Wednesday night when a protester interrupted calling for a ceasefire. Biden responded by saying, I think we need a pause. White House officials later said a break in fighting would allow more aid to get into Gaza and create a possibility for more hostages held by Hamas to be freed. Earlier in the day, Biden spoke about aid. The United States is going to continue to drive humanitarian support for innocent people in Gaza who need help, and they do need help. And hostages. My administration continues to work around the clock to reunite those families. We're not going to give up. The call for a pause was a subtle departure for Biden and White House aides who've been steadfast in saying they would not dictate how Israel carries out its military operations against Hamas. I'm Ben Thomas. A 51-year-old woman was killed while riding her bike early yesterday morning in Bartow. According to the Florida Highway Patrol, the crash happened around 6.20 a.m. at the intersection of North Broadway Ave and State Road 60. A 65-year-old driver crashed into the woman's bicycle while trying to turn onto SR-60. Data from the U.S. Department of Transportation shows Florida leads the nation when it comes to bicycle fatalities. 
Pinellas Park police are investigating a crash that seriously injured a bicyclist. Police say the cyclist was traveling northbound on U.S. Highway 19 North on the east side of the roadway near the off-ramp for 49th Street North around 9 p.m. last night. A black Chevy Impala also traveling northbound made a sudden lane change to access the ramp and struck the bicyclist. The vehicle then fled the scene, but was located a short time later by the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office. Olajuwon Simmons was arrested for driving with a suspended license and leaving the scene of a crash with serious bodily injury. The victim was transported to a local hospital where they're listed in critical but stable condition. Data from the U.S. Department of Transportation shows Florida leads the nation when it comes to bicycle fatalities. The group's Mom Demand Action organized a community vigil and silent walk at Centennial Park last night to honor the victims of last weekend's Ybor City shooting. Two people were killed and 16 others injured early Sunday morning. About 50 residents, community leaders and advocates came together to mourn those killed. The walk ended at 7th Avenue where the shooting unfolded. 22-year-old Tyrell Phillips is being held on second-degree murder charges. Tampa City Council member Gwendolyn Henderson says she plans to make a motion during this morning's council meeting for a temporary curfew in Ybor City, a district she represents. If approved by other council members, the curfew would last about six months and force clubs and bars to close at 1 a.m., two hours earlier than they do now. That has many Ebor business owners pushing back, saying their livelihoods are being threatened. Henderson's also expected to propose keeping East 7th Avenue open to traffic, even during closing time on the weekends, to minimize loitering. Tampa Mayor Jane Castor says she supports a 1 a.m. curfew. It's going to be mostly sunny and breezy today with a high of 79 and low 60s overnight. Windy and warm tomorrow with a high of 82. I'm Lisa Marzilli with the WMNF News Headlines. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa.